Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Brought to you by the Where to Hunt podcast. It's Tactical Talk with real hunters getting it done across the nation. Hey everybody, Eric Clark with the Where to Hunt podcast here. Uh, we're going to get into another Tactic Talk and on the line with us today is Cody DeQuisto. Uh, Cody, hopefully I didn't totally bash uh, your last name there, but uh, welcome to the, the show. Thank you. It, no, it was seamless. It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> Great. Well, okay. The topic for today's tactic talk is avoiding hunting pressure or like how are you leveraging hunting pressure to separate yourself or you get on deer, et cetera. And I just want to let you kind of run with this one. So I'll let you go. So, um, okay. So this is kind of an interesting topic and I think I might have a little bit different of a take or maybe not what you're expecting to um hear on this so i i really don't let hunting pressure dictate anything in my i, I guess plan or, or game plan or whatnot so uh, with that being said like whether it be a piece of public i'm scouting whether it's a lease that i'm on with you know 10 other people like yes uh you know pressure can be pressure can suck but it can also help you um what I do most of the time is try and use that pressure to my advantage. And I think the most important thing of that is to take mind of, okay, where people are flocking to where most people are trying to hunt. But the most important thing is, is like, nothing's going to change my, nothing's going to change my perspective when I find what I'm looking for. So if I'm on a piece of ground, it's because I know something's there. I want to hunt. I don't care if there's 20 guys hunting it, or if there's two guys hunting it, like I'm still going to go about killing that deer or finding that, that animal the same way I would as if, you know, vice versa, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, I have specifically had luck killing deer in the past from very simply just watching the, I, I, I patterned the hunters and not the deer. I just, I looked at the, I looked at, I went and did some scouting. I seen uh, stands that were hung or stands that had previously been hung. You know, you can look at parking areas and see where people are accessing property. And I generally can get a good idea of like, okay, well, you know, the deer are probably going to avoid this area or whatnot. And I just, I just hunt the piece of ground uh, just like I would normally if I had it all to myself um, and actually start to just, kind of anticipate those deer skirting around those heavily, heavily frequented areas, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And you've obviously had success doing it. So how do people like change their mindset? How do they start to think that way? Like, are you looking at a plot and going, that's where all the guys are going to go and and this is where I'm going to go? Or I, I think the biggest thing or the biggest thing that I try and advocate to people, like when they come to me and ask my opinion on things like this is people get so caught up in the in the little details um about things like hunting pressure or like okay why do the deer do this or or 
Um, and not saying this isn't a valid topic because it, 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 it's, it's a huge topic and it's a good topic. And I think my answer will, will make people think a little bit because what I want to tell people and my main, my main deal is like focus on one thing, being successful at, at, at getting that deer. So like, that's the one question, not, I mean, it's so many people get lost in the small things like, okay, let, let's, Hey, why do deer like acorns early season? Hey, I don't know why they like them, but I know, but I just scouted this prop. Like, but I see this tree is dropping acorns and deer are hammering the shit out of them. So I'm going to hunt here and I, it doesn't matter to me why they like the acorns. All I know is that a big buck likes his acorns right now. Like he's, you know, he's here in this, on this acorn flat and I'm going to go, I'm going to go try and harvest them. You know, does that make sense? Like, it's just, it's one of those things where, um, so when I look at like hunting pressure, okay, like there's no telltale, there's no telltale um, thing that I'll do. Uh, you know, I find that actually hunting pressure is a little hot and heavy right off the bat. And I tend to avoid maybe like places opening day because everybody is so freaking hammered to get out there and just go gun ho opening day. Um, but especially when you got like, let's say you got a, a, a rough terrain piece you'll find out who the real dudes are a month into the season if they're still frequenting that piece. You know, everybody and their mom is going to go their opening day and walk two miles and, and go, go burn it down. Who can keep that stamina up? Who is going to consistently keep hunting that piece? Um, and then, like, so I think avoiding openers and avoiding, like, right off the bat gunshot, like the race started, like, you know, heavily frequented areas can help you. Um just because, you know, maybe go to a less frequented area at that point in time. But like it, that would be my only tip for like in general of hunting, um, uh, pressured areas. Um, as far as, as far as identifying pressured areas, you have to, you just got to scout the piece. So just like you're scouting that piece and you are, um, you know, trying to figure out where those DR are, you can do the same thing and figure out where all those people are. So, and once you start finding, you know, um, inklings of that, uh, then that's when you kind of know where to avoid or, um, you know, go from there. It seems like you have to think harder. So if you're in an area and you're like, oh man, I'm off the beaten path now and then boom, boot tracks, right. Or trail cam or tree stand. Like you start to discover that human sign. Now you're like, oh man, so I'm not the only one thinking this way. There's somebody else serious back here too. Um, it's at that point when you really got to critically think and you're, that's thing, I think where the, the combination of like tracking the deer sign and the hunter sign kind of meet you, you kind of have an idea of where the deer are going to flow through things. And most people can look at a map and kind of make some assumptions there and do a pretty good job. And then it's the getting away from people and you can probably get a pretty good guess where people are going to go too, but it's that boots on the ground and then bringing those two worlds together. And it's how do you separate yourself and go that extra mile, so to speak, or that last mile to really, to really tighten it up. And yeah, and you don't necessarily have to stay away from the people because some of those people are, are on, they're, they're in the game. And if they're in the game, you got to be in the game too. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, just cause you go and you find, you know, the sign of another hunter, if I go and I'm like, damn, Eric's been here. Well, I, I'm looking at what's going on and I'm like, damn, Eric's in a good spot. Like, so <laughs> he's going to have some company like that. That's my mentality of it. Now, if I, you know, if, if, um, I guess I'm, I'm not seeing what I'm looking for on the deer, deer front in that area, then I'll, I'll leave. But I think it's important to take, take both things into consideration and have one thing as a priority. And that's just, you know, finding the deer, 
finding a buck you want to harvest and not worrying so much about um, uh, others. Now, don't get me wrong. It, it, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be setting up and you know, somebody's going to come in and just blow your hunt, but you know, you gotta be where the, the bucks are to kill them and wherever that is, it is and in the pressure. And now, and that's where the influx of pressure too might, might change that, but that's where frequency of scouting comes into play. You have to frequently be scouting. You got to frequently be looking, um, you know, at all times, things can happen so quickly, I think in the season or, um, you know, in a, in a week on a private piece, on a public piece, as, as bucks start to get more squirrely and they start to, you know, uh, get a little bit more testosterone flowing in their body. They're going to start doing different things. You know, uh, the things that these deer eat throughout the year change, uh, you know, their, they, you know, their, their bedding may change their patterns, to feeding, like all that, you know, subject to, it's always subject to change, you know, things are always changing. So you got to be always trying to adapt to those changes and that's where you're going to have the most success, uh, pressure or no pressure. I like it. And the things do change consistently. So whatever, even like whatever worked last year, if you saw a deer in a certain area, that doesn't oh. mean they're going to be there again. Cause if you didn't consider 100%. when that was or what was going on or the conditions, et cetera, how many cars are parked out in that area or whatever, it's all, it's all going to add up. Um, so you just gotta, I, it sounds like you gotta just stay sharp and stay in your senses. I, yes. I a hundred percent. I j- actually just did a post about that the other day and it's about dude, leaving the past where it belongs. Like uh, for so long, I let past kills dictate decisions I made in the current year. And sometimes they can help. I mean, yeah, sometimes you got a good spot. Sometimes you find an awesome spot and you, but I'm typically killing early and I'm killing specific deer that I'm sought after. So like those specific deer, you know, maybe do, they're doing what they're doing. Like, you know, yeah, if you, if you hunt a pinch in November, that pinch is probably going to be good next November, but that doesn't mean that another, but like, if, but if like in my situation, if I kill a buck opening morning coming into a, you know, uh, a food source or whatever, that food source might not be there next year. Like there might not be another buck of the caliber I want to kill in that area. Like it's just, there's so many variables. So leave the past where it belongs. Don't let, don't let that determine it's tempting, dude. And I do it all the time. Like I think about, Oh man, I rocked that slammer here. Like this is a good spot. I'm going here tonight when realistically, and a lot of times I'll do it. I'll find myself in that, in that same spot, hang a stand. And I'm like, what, why are you even here? You don't even like, what made you come here other than that good memory? And that's where you need to just kick yourself in the nuts and, and go somewhere else. That's a hard line to draw because maybe you yeah. want to hunt. Yeah. That's a really hard one for people to walk away from. Are you, it uh, is. you know, in, in, in your kind of experiences, uh, I mean, you are out a lot. You, you dedicate a ton of time. You know, we just said before we hit the record button that like come hunting season, good luck getting a hold of me. Um, are, yeah. are you bumping into other hunters? Are they bumping into you? How, like, are you seeing other folks out on public land when you're out and about, or is that pretty limited based on your approach? Well, so, and that's the thing with my public land, like the, the, the amount of time I p- spend on, on public ground is pretty minuscule. It usually happens before my main season's open. And after I've filled the tag, I'm like, I'm like main farm releases that I have. So, um, I've seen people in the past. I haven't, like, I don't, if I was, I would say this, if I was going to go hunt like purely public ground every day, um, for like an entire season, I would be looking for a big piece where I could definitely get away from people and piece that I think would, would deter a lot of hunters from, from going deep into a lot of times I see people 
like on the road. I see people entering and exiting the places, but not really, not really during the hunt, like per se. Um, and sometimes I specifically sit where I can see people. A lot of the over, best spots overlooked are the spots closest because everybody's got a heart on to go as deep and as far as they can. And a lot of times that's not the answer. I like that a lot because a lot of, especially the expression, they got a hard on to go deep again. The, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. puns that live inside of that statement. Yeah, pun, pun intended uh, right there. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting. Uh, you don't always have to. It's about being smart in, in terms of how you look at yeah. things too. It's not yeah, just this dude, outworking I, mentality that some people have, which is fine. You've got to have that too, but. Yeah, you want, don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. You want to separate yourself and you want to get where you don't think anybody's going to be. But I've also, I talked to a, um, I went and checked out a piece that a buddy of mine was hunting and he was getting his deer on trail camera and he was like, well, I don't know what's going on, whatever, whatever. I came and scouted out the piece. This deer, it ended up that this deer was crossing the road probably a quarter mile from the parking lot of the, of the piece going out into the adjacent property across the road. And I'm like, you know, so everybody's like, this deer's living on this public piece and people are getting pictures of it and whatever. But like, his primary pattern was leaving that piece and going out and feeding on the neighbor's uh, crop and all that stuff. And, and the place to kill him was literally probably 400 meters from the parking lot on a beach trail that crossed the road. And, and that was the spot. Like, and actually, you know, it, it, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, you kind of, you kind of cock your head a little bit like, well, I, I, holy shit. Like fucking, you know, it's, it's, it, yeah, I guess. But you know, you got to be looking for that. You can't, you can't not have that in your mind. You have to be conscious and you have to do your diligence and in, in looking around some of even some private farms that I've hunted in the past that I've never been to some of the best spots were the spot where you'd think you would think like, Oh, well, there's no way there's a, no, there's like, you wouldn't even think to hunt them. I've gotten a giant deer literally bedded right in, in tiny little like, um, CRP thickets right next to interstates with not, not, not cover, not any cover in sight, whatever. And then that deer gets up every night and, and moseys on across the interstate and goes out into some big freaking egg fields or something. It's like, but you're going, you're going to that piece. You're not, you're, you're driving by that deer going and parking and going straight for the timber. And you're looking at these big, you know, these, these, these spots that you've quote unquote, you know, aerial scouted on Onyx or something that you think are going to be good. And, if you would have just done your diligence and looked around a little bit more and taken into account and, and done some scouting, you might've bumped that deer up or seen them or, um, you know, it's, that's the thing, man. It's not, it's not, a it's not a peg game, man. It's not always the same thing. It's just always, everything's changing. And it seems like that kind of creative thought process or the critical thought process around that approach to always be challenging yourself to think outside of that proverbial box is a, a good way to think about uh, it. I would say, I would say being simple, like, um, think simple, simple, simple. Like, like literally, I, I, if I had one piece of advice to give somebody, you know, like this year going into it, um, I'm a textbook overthinker and I overthink the shit out of everything. But I also reel myself in and I tell myself, okay, just get back to the basics and just think simple, simple. Like, just, I'm here to do one thing. I just say, hey, let's just find a deer and let's, and let's uh, get close enough to, to get a shot at him. Like, that's it. Let's, let's not overanalyze this. You know, let's do that. Um, 
And, um, yeah, that, that's, and I'm actually, you know, throughout this year, I'm going to do a video series too, at like a little bit closer, look at my thought process going through a season day in and day out. Uh, I'm going to put that on my, on my Instagram and, and whatnot, just to kind of, I guess, I think people would be shocked at the, at the very simplicity of my strategy, because I think people, people shoot themselves in the foot constantly by just simply overthinking. 